You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. Before we get started, I'm going to tell you a little bit about GEICO. We go, everybody's got a to-do list. You're dropping off your dry cleaning, maybe picking up some milk. Now you can add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. Just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Check out Geico.com. I also want to tell you guys a little bit about Dodge before we get started. Visit your local Dodge dealer for performance, technology, and great deals. There's never been a better time than now. Right now, Dodge is offering power dollars. With power dollars, you get $10 off for each horsepower of your new car. That's every Dodge Charger, every Durango, every 2019 Challenger, you get $10 off per horsepower. So you can get a 2019 Dodge SRT Hellcat Red Eye and receive almost $8,000 cash allowance. You get more power and you get more off. It's that simple. Hurry to your local Dodge dealer today and take advantage of Dodge Power Dollars. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on mandate. Get it on and welcome to Car Castleman for all. That's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. Hello. We are uh, at SEMA. We're sitting in the MagnaFlow booth, and uh, Ted Wu is with us. Good to see you again, Ted. Hey, guys. Vice President of Design of uh, Hot Wheels. We just did the uh, big unveil or the competition event. Pick out uh, which car would be the next Hot Wheel. Um, so we'll tell you about that in a second. We've got uh, guys like Leno, Richard Rawlings, Pete Brock were there. Uh, lots of guys. Uh, lots of guys from that space, that world. For me, it's the second time I've seen Leno in like 72 hours. So. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but he wasn't wearing denim. He wasn't wearing denim. <laughs> it was all denim. He had denim jeans, but he was not wearing a denim upper upper shirt. So um, we were just outside in front of SEMA. Um, I think they brought out, Ted, you tell me, there must have been 12, 16 cars out there. How many cars did they bring out? Yeah, we had uh, 20 cars, actually, 20 around cars. the world. Yeah. Explain the legends tour, kind of how it started, because we we judged one of the local ones in uh, El, El Segundo, California. But you guys went all around the world, uh, right. basically. I don't know, putting on, uh, uh, inviting people to to submit their cars. But these are very like explain the legends tour and the types of cars because they're very hand built. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So the legends tour started for us actually last year. It was our fiftieth anniversary for the brand, and uh, it was a car show. We started to really find out which custom car out there was worthy enough to become a real Hot Wheels car, you know, a die-cast 164th scale car. And uh, it was a phenomenal success last year, and we decided to do it again this year, and it's even bigger and better. So in 2019, we had over 90,000 attendees. Uh, almost 5,000 different cars entered the contest. We had, uh, like, like you said, 20 different cities around the globe, including Mexico and Germany, um, that participated. And... And the results were phenomenal. I mean, you guys saw the cars yesterday. They are insane. Very creative, to say the very least. Very creative, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're varied. There's so much space between one car and another. You know, normally, if you're into the automotive world and you want, you're into NASCAR, you see a lot of NASCARs, or you're into dragsters, you see a lot of dragsters, or you're into road racing, or, you know, the V8 
races in Australia, whatever, you see a lot of kind of the same cars. These, I don't think you could get more space in between some of these cars. There was a Renault on there that had the engine in the back. There's mm-hmm. some crazy steampunk stuff. There's um, oh, the Land Cruiser with the BMW V12 engine a, in it. So you have to really kind of describe a Toyota Land Cruiser, like 70s era, yeah, um, slammed down to the ground with a V12 from a BMW 850 or 750, I'm trying to yeah, 750, V12 sort of half exposed, sticking out in the front, and uh, and Prout, PT Prowler, Cruiser, whatever, yeah, like, Prowler, Prowler, like front yeah. rims on it, or from an aerial like, Atom. Yeah, like the uh, the front fenders were just sort of uh, detached from the bodywork, like a... Like a prowler, it, yeah, it's, something like that. It's really almost too much to ingest. Like, if you're trying to judge, you're just going, wait a minute, the engine's you know, Chevy Love pickup truck with a big blown Mopar in the back, sitting on top of where the differential would have been if it was a front-engine Chevy Love truck from the 70s, yeah. right? And this guy's explaining to me about a Tornado, um transmission and drivetrain and stuff and i'm trying to figure out how is he getting that blown hemi which is sitting directly on top of the rear axle how's he getting that into those rear wheels yeah because the tornado is a, is a front wheel drive car so he just moved the whole thing to the back but one of the things he did explain was part of the the transfer case is chain driven so i it just seems like a hell of a lot of power and and uh, uh talk about a weak link in the system i feel like that's definitely going to be it but uh so very were, interesting stuff there was a crazy low rider car with the most amazing paint job you've ever seen in your life there was an opal which is uh, eh, fine but it had an ls in the front so i, kinda, <laughs> I kept walking i like a little more creativity than that but um just a crazy variety of cars. My favorite was a, a Vega, which I called a Decon Monza. I raced with Decon Monzas, and this was a Chevy Vega with a Decon Monza-type body kit on yeah. it, except for it wasn't a body kit. The guy made all the fenders and all the flares and all all the running boards and everything. He made it. All the aero it was all out of sheet metal. Yeah, he, he did. Made, it's he all made, steel body. He did it all himself. <laughs> So crazy innovation. It's amazing what what people will do, and it, they're you know, it's it's not like they have statistically a high chance of winning. It's like you're just doing it for the love of the game, right, Ted? I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, I think when when we started this whole tour, we didn't really know what we were going to get, and when we opened it up, and especially this year, you see the passion of the builders. You see the passion of of these people, they're real car enthusiasts, and I think um, we, is is you know a, a Hot Wheels team, we feel like we're part of that, right? We're we're part of car culture, and hopefully have inspired some of these builders uh, to build what they build. But we love that passion, and I think this this show is so unique um, because of the variety, right? Hot Wheels oh, is, is yeah. all about variety, and I think this this show really showcases that. So once you pick the winner, and we saw this winner down at. We picked it in El Segundo, yep. so it made it here. And this was the Nash with the blown small block in it. Yeah. And um, it's a crazy car. I think there's a song about a little Nash Rambler. <laughs> but um, And we had, I never told you this, we had one of those cars for a little while when I was a kid. Really? And my, my 
My, Man, you were a baller. My sister called it the weenie top car, <laughs> but it, that thing's been chopped, and yeah. it, 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 it's great. I, I think I think I speak for like a guys like Jay Leno, and I've always felt this way. When you're going to do a car, you could do a notchback 66 Mustang or an El Camino or even a Barracuda, but I kind of like the jumping off point to be a little off the beaten path, you know? And I think as the judges were looking at a lot of these cars, we were talking about the Nash. We were talking about the Renault. The Renault. We're talking about some of these yeah. cars that just no one, no hot rodder. The Ring Brothers have never built a version of this car, right? <laughs> right. And and there were some trucks that were crazy. That International Harvester was, Two. was nuts. Yeah. So then once you pick a winner, what's the turnaround time? And then what's the process? Do you have to scan everything? Yeah, we um, so we we have a design team. We have a, a team of over fifty designers back at the uh, back at home base. Um, you know, best in class designers uh, in the world. And we take the car. We take obviously a photo reference. We get. Um, we actually take the actual car. We study it, and we we start to then do the work. Right. The thing about designing a Hot Wheels car is you can't just take a car and shrink it down sixty four times. There's kind of um, you know. It's a, it's a common belief, hey, that's a super easy thing to do. It's, it's not. There's actually a lot of art into the science. And so we're, we're going to look at uh, Greg's car, figure out kind of what makes it tick, and then how do we make that work at that small scale. And so we do that. Uh, we create a 3D render of it. We'll do some uh, back and forth. Uh, Greg will get to see it a little bit. And then uh, about a year later, we'll, uh, we'll have it on the shelves. So when you guys scale it down, you have to sort of rethink about some of the proportions of it, especially if there's a standout feature of the car. And, exactly. and uh, you guys will be able to see images of this car uh, uh, at uh, Hot Wheels and, of course, Car Cast Show. But, like, you know, you scale it down and, and the engine sticking out of the hood with the big dice on it, maybe that's an exaggerated feature totally. in the toy or maybe the wheels the stance, outside the body exactly. maybe is a little bit exaggerated. And exactly. just to, because you got to think about it, like it's got to be. A, it, that's part of the judging process. Is we look at all the fabrication and the stuff that went into it. Be like, but but when it's a toy, what do you what do you want? Like, what what are kids going to play with? Like, what so, do they want to collect? You know, well, that, and that's part of the the challenge. I mean, you guys know as we we're judging, you have to think about the car not only as a full size car, but how's it going to pop off on shelf when it's so small? Yeah, and I think um, a lot of that is about the you know we were looking at three things. Right, the first was garage spirit is to say is it a built not bought car and for sure the the nash was an example of that the creativity i mean you can already see how unique that car is we've seen nothing like it and then the authenticity right how how does this really look like a hot wheels car does it just look like a hot wheels car when you see it and i think you know he ticked the boxes on all three of those those criteria practical question ted yeah. <laughs> um greg's given up the car for a year How's he going to commute to work? <laughs> okay, because you giving up your car for a year. Yeah, you may work several miles from do you where guys, you live. Do you rent him a car? Who's going to get year, the grocery? Who's going to go to work? You, like you, Uber, reimburse Uber, or you know, it's 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 part of the deal. Although we are giving him a free car in one sixty four scale in a year, so I feel like he's getting he's getting an extra car at some point. <laughs> yeah, I, it, this uh, I couldn't imagine this could be a daily driver. I'm trying to think of what car. Out of all those cars, I could drive. I think I'd get back to my Vega. I think I might do the. I think that might be one I could drive on a daily basis. Oh, some of the, it's the a steam, little racy. It's a little race car ish. Well, yeah, but you want to drive the steampunk <laughs> tr- flatbed? 
Uh, like with a blown Hemi in the back. A, One guy, big. the guy that was really impressive, he had a uh, VW square back at the station yeah. wagon. He had the thing lifted like a gasser, right? Yeah. And then under the hood, and it was all done up like you do up uh, a 60s VW square back gasser. And then under the hood is two four-cylinder VW engines that have been made it, right? Yeah. Which is crazy. It was a, it was crazy looking. And then he fired it up, and it sounded like a big V8 with open headers. I mean, that I, I don't know. I think these guys are like, I think a lot of them drop peyote and go to the desert <laughs> and, like, talk to an Indian and then come back to their garage and make a car. I don't know where you... What's the inspiration for this? Where, how do you start with some of this uh, stuff? Everybody that we talked to over there had a different story. And some of them were, were just, I just went into my backyard and I saw uh, the shell of a Renault. I don't know why it's there. Nobody knows, but it's there. And they're like, let's start with that. I think that Chevy Impala is the good uh, everyday driver. Oh, the, the low rider? Yeah. yeah. Because first, you could lift it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know, for speed bumps and getting in and out of driveways and stuff like that. And it looked pretty comfortable the, the, in there. The paint on that car was so exquisite that you'd be freaked out going to the Home Depot. Oh, you wrap it. Floating around. You wrap it all in a clear pa- paint protection film. I, saw, I was <laughs> Just looking. Clear I was looking, bra the whole car. There was a weird <laughs> thing where the car had water droplets as part of the paint pattern. And I was asking the guy who painted it. And I was like, how did you do that? And then he's like, I sprayed it with water. <laughs> I just like let it dry and then it, like sprayed over it and then put clear coat over that. And then at a certain point I was looking at it and I thought, is that water or is that stucco? I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> I thought, I wonder if this guy does stucco work because I've done yeah. a lot of stucco work. But then I thought, no, I think that's. I think that'd be an insult if I said that was stucco. Yeah, interesting stucco, though. It kind of looked thought. like, anyway, yeah. it looked like the surface of the moon. It was the greatest. I mean, I don't know how long that paint job had had to take, it but it was a low rider with an insane paint job on it. And I'm just saying I would be freaked out about leaving that in the parking lot of the supermarket. I, I wonder if the water trick has been done before, because that's pretty inventive. It's, it, it's, I mean, it looked real. It was yeah. it was amazing. That. I mean, again, like that's another example of just the variety of cars that we get. Like the paint job on that car was like none we've ever seen before. So it was, you know, because you you see you see a, a million episodes of like overhauling of the day, and they always bring a Mike Lavallian to do the the real right. flame. You know, he does the real flames, and uh, and then this you know this guy here with his lowrider is like, I want real water. <laughs> I want to do the real water version. It was great. It, it, so where should people go? Should they go to uh, our website? People are going to want to see pictures, all this stuff. I just feel yeah, like I, I believe hotwheels.com is the place to go for that. Uh, yeah. So and uh, all the uh, the Legends Tour information is all up there. It's about a year to turn a car around and, and get it into this Hot Wheel form or scale. And so we've done a few of these. I, I got to say, like, this is bigger than I would have anticipated. Like, I thought, well, how many adults are you going to get out to, like, come out and see everyone's crazy vision or whatever? Yeah. It was packed, and El Segundo was packed yesterday, and I'm assuming it's just sort of onward and upward, right? But where do you expand from here? Yeah, I mean, you guys have been kind of on the journey, too, because you've been through through several stops. Um, It's gotten bigger every time. I I think as the word gets out, you know, Builders are talking to builders, and people are learning about this competition. 
Um, and this organic, you know, uh, idea of just like, you know, wanting to be a Hot Wheels car is, is growing. So next year, for sure, we're expanding the tour. We're going to be actually in even more international cities um, and, and making more stops. So if, if you're out there and you've got to build, uh, get ready because we want to see your car. I'll tell you, you guys managed to do it in a real fun way. It, it's a fun event to go to, even if you go to one of the stops. And I believe you partnered with Walmart uh, out here. And I don't, uh, I guess maybe eight, 18 of the 20 stops for Walmart. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Technically 19, because actually in Mexico, that was also a Walmart. That was at a Walmart, yeah, so, uh, Mexican Walmart. Yeah, I, didn't, yep. I, didn't, I didn't know they had that there. Yeah. So 19 of the 20 stops. Uh, uh, so go to one of the events, and it is kind of fun. And you do see some of these cars uh, up in person, and they're they're pretty wild and they're pretty creative. Um, I'm wondering about uh, uh, like you're, you're talking about the size and scale of of this thing. You said you guys have uh, a, a huge staff that are designing these cars. Hot Wheels is got to be the best selling toy in yeah. in the world. We are we, so we are literally the uh, the number one selling toy in the world. The the Hot Wheels car. Uh, we sell sixteen point four cars a second. So a lot of <laughs> a lot of cars. And again, I mean, it, it's, are they all a dollar? So we have cars that are a dollar. We have cars, um, you know, and we've been known for that. That's kind of our basic car. It's been a dollar for literally fifty one years. We're super proud of that. Um, but as do you we, know anything about inflation at all? I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure who's. Maybe, Matt, our, maybe our your CFO. Team. Yeah. <laughs> Matt just slipped me a note. He wanted to know how somebody sells 0.4 of a car. <laughs> I, I don't want to embarrass you on the air, so yeah, I'll talk no, you off yeah. the air about how yeah, that yeah. works when okay. he says 16.4. Yeah. Okay. It's like when they say that the average American family has 2.3 kids. Yeah, I don't really get the 0.3. Yeah, no, but it's okay. We'll, okay. we'll talk off the air. Okay. Ted, you, you're an educated man. Just just coach him up on how those statistics work. I don't, I don't want to embarrass you on that. Yeah. That's not okay. what I'm here to do. <laughs> so, um, so, I'm sorry. Jim, I, was, I was busting Matt's chops, and I lost, I lost my way. Yeah. Um, so, uh, how many, you were saying, how many, how many well, 16.4 seconds. <laughs> yeah, but it's not, they don't break the car. Yeah. It, it, it's a whole car. Okay. It, it's hard. To, we'll talk off the air. Right. Um, it, what does it come out to? It's like a billion a year. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we, no, literally, um, we sell, well, we sell about 500 million cars uh, a year. Um, but like I was saying, you know, so we're known for that dollar car. The same time we have more premium level cars that are out there. And, and I think, uh, you know, our fan base is aware of them. They're, they're, called, they're called our car culture series. Um, and that's where our design team, who's really in tune to obviously car culture and what's going on, puts in uh, the cars that we think the adult collector will like. Um, and and uh, that's been doing really well for us as well. So, Do you have any more big-time stunts planned? Several years ago, we saw our friend Tanner, Tanner Faust, Faust. Uh, yeah. along with another gentleman whose name escapes me, do the loop-the-loop and the, the jump and the big, big deal. There's been a few of those. I think Tanner's done a few big-time jumps, yeah. big-distance big jumps. Is there something on the horizon or something we're uh, something we're thinking about? Yeah, so I can't say a lot, but next month we have uh, we have something planned. Uh, you know, hopefully that's gonna be really exciting. And and at the same time, we're looking for ways to get involved just from a um, lifestyle standpoint. So obviously this show is an example of that. Um, we're actually involved with a um, with a, a junior uh, action sports league with uh, youth, so sponsoring a lot of uh, extreme sports athletes, which is great. 
um, and, uh, and in general, just trying to get out there in terms of really elevating the brand. Where are the, uh, where, where are the big markets for Hot Wheel? Is it, is Hot Wheels? Is it, because, you know, if you, if you do what I do, you write books, they're in English, you know what I mean? They don't really take off in China or Japan or other, you know, Asian markets or European markets or things, things of that nature. You've got to kind of find the English speakers, but obviously Hot Wheels big everywhere. What, what would be a market that we'd be surprised to hear about? Man, you know, we are, we're a pretty global brand. I mean, honestly, we're, we're pretty much everywhere. Um, you name it, and honestly, we're, we're there. Do the toys, do, do you have different cars for different countries that do better? We, you know, we, we've talked about that, but to be honest, car culture, I mean, if you like cars, you like, you like cars from everywhere, so we don't do specific cars for, for that market. We try to pay attention to cars that come from everywhere, obviously, yeah. um, but... But we're not about sort of curating specific cars for specific regions. I'm kind of inspired by this whole thing where everybody does their best. They bring the cars out. They they present. We vote. And we move on. We get a winner. Not not for cars, but I'm thinking about something like B. Adams' next trophy wife. You know what I mean? <laughs> and we go to women all over the land. Yeah. Let's make it 20 stops around the international. world. International. You bring out your best? Yeah. Me and Leno and Richard Rawlings will pick, <laughs> and we move on to the next, at the end of the year. Yeah. I'm just kicking around ideas here, but I like, I like the format is what, it, is what I'm saying. All right. Should we uh, bring the uh, actual builder of uh, the car yeah. that won? And I mean, the mount, uh, thanks for uh, coming in, Ted. We yeah, do appreciate of it. Of course. Hey, guys, let me tell you a little bit about our friends at Zorro. If you purchase supplies for a business, you know it's nearly impossible to find everything you need in one place. That's why there's Zorro.com, where their number one goal is to make your life easier. Zorro.com. It's Z-O-R-O.com. It's where you'll find everything you need for any business, any size of almost any industry. Zorro has tools and equipment, safety and office supplies, cleaning supplies, and more. And Zorro has tons of stuff for industries like electrical, plumbing, contracting, manufacturing, and more. You'll find brands that you know and trust like Stanley, 3M, Milwaukee, Schneider, and Rubbermaid, just to name a few. And Zorro has amazing customer service for real people just like you and me based in the U.S. You'll also enjoy fast, free shipping on orders of $50 or more. Even if you don't have a business to shop for, you can still find lots of great items at Zorro.com. Visit Zorro.com slash CarCast, that's Z-O-R-O.com slash CarCast. Sign up for their Z-Mail newsletter and get 15% off your first order. Winner, the Nash Custom, built by best friends, Greg Salzine. Oh, wait, wait, how am I saying that? And uh, Dave Ford. Uh, Greg, say your last name for us, please. So the name is Greg Salzillo. Salzillo. Oh, okay, there we go. And uh, Dave tied one. Zillow sounds like the name of one of the car builds out there. By <laughs> definitely, definitely. The um, so Leno said something that that was really important to Leno when he was uh, addressing the crowd, which was and and people initially laughed, but uh, but Len, Leno really meant it. Leno was like, "Yeah, this car was built ten thousand dollars. That means anybody could come in." And everyone started laughing, like they were making a joke about your cheap car. And he was like, "No, no, 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 stop laughing at me! Stop laughing at me!" No, but it, you know, and and he meant it. Like he he liked the idea that the there was a sort of grassroots element to it, and that you could do it, or anyone 
anyone potentially with enough creativity and moxie and uh, intestinal fortitude could build one of these cars that a you know price you couldn't build a spec Miata for. Absolutely, this is uh, something that just my buddy and myself built, and we just wanted to. Uh, by nature, we're rat rotters, so we kind of are used to pulling parts from swap meets, garages, out of fields. Um, so it's something that we were kind of comfortable with. And when we started the Nash and when we kind of finished the Nash and then we saw what Hot Wheels was kind of going for with this Legends Tour, kind of their checkboxes as far as the, you know, garage spirit, creativity, uniqueness, we knew that we kind of nailed it. And uh, we're proud to kind of show the rest of the world that it really doesn't take a lot of money. We are now in a position where we're at the world's largest trade show with Hot Wheels. We built something that's $10,000 or less. And we're going to be the next Hot Wheels. I mean, what an amazing opportunity this has been. Some of the ideas and the details on that car, what's the process? How much of it is do you guys think of something and go and look for it versus you guys just walking around a swap meet or finding parts and going, let's try to put this on the car someplace? So it was a long process. Uh, The car Dave found. So it, it actually started here in Vegas, truthfully. There was a car show down here that we had to come to. Um in the rat rod world, there's a lot of creativity in the rat rod world. People are kind of pulling and making different things out of different pieces, really, really unique builds. We had seen a couple cars down here at a Vegas show, and we just decided, Dave and myself decided that we wanted to kind of build something that would be up to par with them. So he came to me, found a car on Craigslist, which is the Nash. Uh, We went up, we purchased it up in Santa Rosa, California, out of a barn, literally a barn find. And we kind of sat on the car. We sat on the car for probably a good six months or so, brainstalking or brainstorming excuse me thinking about you know what can we do with uh this car that's going to set us apart from everybody else and we drew up renderings we scoured the internet we looked at hot wheels stuff we wanted to see if there was something out there that had been done with the national we wanted to go a completely opposite direction of what we had seen done so within that we came up with our design of the nash basically um and as you get into a build things kind of come to you. It just really becomes really natural and really easy. The dice on it. We again knew that we were building this for a car show down here in Vegas. We were coming home from a swap meet one day and we were trying to figure out air cleaners. And I just looked at Dave and I said, let's put some dice on it. And it it literally was kind of that easy and that natural for us to just basically go through the process and build as we were kind of, you know, working through different things. Ultimately the, uh, the, the, the tops chopped how many inches? It's chopped about four inches. Um, we chopped the rear of it four inches, and then we laid the windshield back. So it's chopped, and then the whole windshield's been pulled back as well. You know, the thing that strikes me as we get back to the theme of, you know, 10,000, so you can't buy a good idea, you know? And the, the name, the Nash Hole, <laughs> the, the guys like saying it. So when we were, we didn't, so... The rest of the cars Richard back there. was chanting it like it was his job. Right. So it's like <laughs> we're sitting back there, and everyone's arguing over this. And, you know, the Vega's the Vega. And then the other was like, that's the steampunk thing, that thing or whatever that thing was. And I realized everyone keeps saying national. And I realized, oh, there's a genius in naming the car. You give it a good name. And now we're back here talking about it. And the other cars were all kind of describing. Right. And people are confused. They're like, wait, which you talking about the Opal or the Renault? And it's like, no, but everyone knew what the National was. So the idea of dubbing it, like christening it like a ship. That name, <laughs> that name was just fitting. Um, generally, you know, this isn't the first car we built. 
we build cars and they just kind of name themselves. And when we were doing the Nash, uh, it was the night before we were supposed to go to Vegas and the transmission started leaking on us out of the rear tail shaft. And I just told Dave, we had it up on the lift. We didn't have a tranny jack. I told Dave, just lower it down. I'm going to put this thing on my chest and we're going to slide it out and throw a new tranny in it. Yeah. It was like three o'clock in the morning. And I had been so frustrated with this build because nothing was going the way we wanted. We were up against a deadline. So I got this transmission onto my chest and I pinched my finger or something. And I was like, you little a-hole. But instead it came out Nash hole. And everybody (laughs) fought me on it. They said, no, you can't name the car this. You can't do that. You can't do this. And I just, I was persistent about it. That car needed that name and i knew it the car knew it and it's just stuck and it's, yeah. it's our little national now i've done that move too the, the transmission removal use yourself uh as a, as if, the transmission dolly if you're in the car world i bet every one of us have probably done yeah something that's what the creeper is originally for so you could slide yourself underneath exactly. lower the transmission on your chest have your buddy pull you out from underneath and right and roll a roll a, a transmission off of you. <laughs> I do the construction version of that, which is the drywall on the ceiling with my head, <laughs> using my head as a floor jack, you know, like holding it up. I'm trying to get a screw onto the Makita. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, come on, don't miss that, Joyce. I'm a yeah. contractor, and I can say that I've done that once or twice in my life, too. You well, get up on that A-frame ladder, your head works fine, especially <laughs> when guys like us, we don't really need our heads for other stuff, no, you know? Yeah, there's nothing up there anyway. We uh, we love car auctions and uh, have attended many, many of them. We should probably get Ken Lingenfelter up here on this one for because nobody attends them more than him. But uh, what do you think Nash Hole pulls if you take it to Barrett-Jackson, Scottsdale, no reserve? So just, I want to jump in real quick because <laughs> the name's been getting thrown around. Richard Rawlings bought this car off of me. Did he? So uh, he should have took it to the Barrett Jackson. He would have paid <laughs> <laughs> the car. I would have upbid it for you. <laughs> we took the car to a little local car show during a car week in Monterey, California. It was the concourse, and we were at the PG Little Car Show. And I had had the Nash kind of on the outskirts. They didn't want the car in there because it didn't really fit their criteria. And I just kind of muscled my way in and parked it somewhat in there, but on the outskirts. And uh, the next thing I know bunch of people are running up to me saying that richard rawlings is coming and he wants to see your car and i'm like okay you know here it is and next thing i know richard walks up and it's since the day we built it it's had a little for sale sign in the glass um and richard came up and he's like are you serious and i said yeah are you serious and he threw a number out it was kind of something that i had had set in my head and we agreed to it and unfortunately be due to production and timing and a bunch of other things it just didn't work out but uh, they did buy the car. There's a bill of sale to Gas Monkey Garage. I ended up having to buy the car back from them. Uh, so I've got a bill of sale to them, a bill of sale from them. And, you know, I'm glad that now I have the car because it's a Hot Wheels now. Yeah. Did he make any money off you? I'm going to say that I made a little money off him, actually. Woo! <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Well, now you got a trophy to go with it. And you're going to have a toy to go with it. So uh, obviously, you can't story. go to Barrett Jackson this year because there's no toy made. It's going to take a while. I don't but, think my children will let me sell this car. This car just means too oh, much to yeah. the family at this point. Yeah, yeah. Well, you already blew ten grand on it. So uh, yeah, I, I think it's probably uh, paid for itself by this point. Speaking this point. of blown, that engine. Where the hell did that thing come from? The back of the shop. Nothing special. <laughs> Again, we're rat rotters. We've just got barn full of parts. Um, Dave and myself, we both have small shops. They're really just garages. And we go places, we find stuff, and we just kind of stock up on parts. So this was a 305 out of an old Corvette that we found. Um, so we kind of took that. It had a good little you know, cam in it, good roller uh, timing chain. 
we basically took it, pulled it out of the back of the shop, put a tunnel ram on it, a couple carbs that we had laying on the shelf, and just made it. It is literally a budget build that just kind of happened and worked out and is pretty dang awesome. You got, you got to be frugal with it for sure. Like we were talking about the Land Cruiser, and we talked to that guy with the uh, BMW 750, and we're like, this seems kind of complex. What do you do? He goes, oh, you just buy a smash 750 for three grand. It comes with the motor. And I was like, yeah, that's a good, pretty good point. He's like, yeah, the... The rest of the car, we just throw in the garbage or recycle or do whatever, or sell it off for parts. You probably you could probably part it out for more than three grand, but you buy the whole thing for. That, that's that for, garage spirit that Hot Wheels wants. Is you just get into it and you just use what you have in front of you. Um, you don't have to be the best of the best. You literally can go to a junkyard, a swap meet, and just pull stuff in and just make it happen. And that's again kind of what Hot Wheels really wanted. And you know, I think they saw that in the natural. Now you got some adrenaline pumping through you from this win. Do you go back and build another car for the next Legends Tour? And so, <laughs> I, I don't even know if I should be saying this, but we've got a second build here this year. This was a, a kind of a dream of mine. I wanted to build to basically inspire my children. I've got a three-year-old and a five-year-old, and I was brought up around cars. I was brought up playing with Hot Wheels. It was something that I was very passionate about as a child. Um, I wanted to kind of come into SEMA because, again, this is the world's largest automotive trade show. I figured if I could bring something to this show built out of a garage that I could inspire not only my children, but maybe other children and other builders around the world to just get out there, be creative, and have fun. So it's been a wild, wild year. I have to thank my wife, my family, for letting me kind of do what I've been able to do. But uh, I did bring a second build this year, and I will say that it's by no means a budget build. It's over the top. Um, some of the Hot Wheels people have seen it. It's definitely got the garage spirit. It's definitely got the creativity. Um, but it's a wild one. And fortunately, we are in the runnings with this one now. It's in the uh, Battle of Builders. It's made the top 40. We're going up for an, an engine award right now. We've made top 12 for engines of SEMA. Um, so this has been a really, really, really wild and emotional week, and I can't thank you know the Hot Wheels crew, SEMA, everybody involved for kind of giving these garage builders this opportunity. What's the car? Tell us about it. Where where is it located here, so we can see it? And, it's uh, actually kind of right across from Hot Wheels Legends. Fittingly, I, when I was able to kind of choose the spot, I wanted both of them conveniently kind of next to each other. Um, I wanted Hot Wheels to be able to see you know that hey, we're kind of serious about what we do. So it's kind of right, right across diagonal from where the Hot Wheels Legends booth is. The truck is a 1933 Dodge. Uh, Steve Darnell and the Welder Up crew from Vegas Rat Rods, he actually pulled this cab out of Montana. Um, he pulled it out of Montana. I bought it from him, and I sat on the cab for probably about two years, basically. Kind of like the Nashville. I was trying to figure out what it was that I was going to do. Um, in my building, I want to be just completely different than everybody else. I want to show people how this mind works. It's just wild, creative ideas that I come up with. So it's got a full tubular chassis. It's a trust tubular chassis. It's cantilever front suspension, cantilever underslung rear suspension. So the axle mm -hmm. sits on top of the chassis, and the chassis lifts and lowers on air ride. And from there, it's just got a, an original 1954 331 blown Hemi in it. Um, it is a nasty but gorgeous and sexy little truck out there. Yeah. What did you name it? It hasn't been named yet. <laughs> oh, it hasn't well, there spoke you go. to me. Yeah, once you smash a finger or stub a toe, you'll Something figure it out. Come. Oh, Something I think I think you go we got Nash hole. Yeah, Nash. You go truck off. <laughs> truck off. That might work. That might be fitting. super passive aggressive <laughs> names. Everyone else is naming them after their wife or their yeah, girlfriend. Right? You're telling everyone to hit the bricks. Right. <laughs> my my uh my mom kinda helped me through this and I had asked her, you know, what do you think? And she kinda called it the paramour, and I guess kind of one of the meanings for it was like 
you know, a second lover, basically. And it actually is kind that's of fitting. Because, it, that's not on brand. I need something aggressive not, yeah. in your nah, face, I have to say angry. Because I did, I was pulled away from the wife and family for so long. So it definitely was kind of that second love of mine. So it, it's there, but it hasn't stuck. It hasn't been named yet. Maybe Truck Off fits. I don't truck know. Truck Off. Yeah, that's more. It's Again, your brand now. Look, yeah. I'm, I know show business, all right? I don't I do it, rat I rods, it. but I understand show business, you know? I got Kimmel where he is today. That was me. That wasn't him. Okay. I can do do the same for you, but you got to let me do my work. (laughs) I'm on board. Let me tell you guys a little bit about our friends at Dodge. We love our friends at Dodge. Visit your local Dodge dealer for performance, technology, and great deals. Never been a better time than right now. Dodge is offering their power dollars. With power dollars, you get $10 off for each horsepower of your new car. That's every 2019 Dodge Charger, every 2019 Dodge Durango, every 2019 Challenger. That means if you go buy a 2019 Dodge SRT Hellcat Red Eye, you'll receive an almost $8,000 cash allowance. So get more power and get more off. It's that simple. Hurry to your local Dodge dealer today and take advantage of Dodge Power Dollars. So uh, (laughs) you already got your next build. That is, I want to point... I'm, I'm so discombobulated over where this place is so big. It's so sprawling. I, I literally, I feel like I'm in the devil's triangle. My compass is spinning around and my plane's going down. I look, yeah. I don't know where to go. I like that thing that happened at, uh, John John Jr. We're like he didn't know how to fly on the instruments. And next thing you know, the horizon and it's black, and you can't. You're over the ocean. You can't. You don't know that you're inverted. Like, I don't even know where I am. But point at the direction of your truck because I'm going to go. Find it before it's straight out this Hot way, Wheels yeah. south that way, straight out that way. Side of it, we could uh, we could pull some pictures up for you too if you want to just yeah, do, you see it. Do some of that. There's oh, a picture here. Crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. And your your kind of signature is the wheels on the outside in the rear, which is something. You just yeah. don't. We heard see. you hate fenders. <laughs> I uh, again, we're rat rodders. Dave and I have. You know, Dave pulled me into this kind of rat rod world. I'd seen stuff that David built years ago, and he really kind of was an inspiration in the rat rod world. And it was something that I just oh, like yeah. the styling of. Um, and from there, I've kind of taken and seen what he's done, and then I kind of threw my twist on things. And with this one in particular, it's just about being different and creative and unique. So I ran these weld racing. They're, they're drag wheels, and I decided that i wanted to put them on the rear of the vehicle which nobody in the world has ever done and then i wrapped them with a bias ply tire so it's kind of traditional to that period but with a modern twist basically um i don't even know where i come up with this stuff half the time it's like midnights mornings just wide awake my wife will slap me and you know say hey go to bed but that mind is just constantly kind of turning and thinking about what else can i do what can i do next to make this thing even better and that's kind of oh yeah we're looking yeah we're looking at the crazy cantilevered suspension now in the front um all right uh so like i was looking at the uh national uh, your mom wanted paramore yeah well, what about mother trucker that way your mom's kind of <laughs> in there and it's still on brand again i'm, I'm a star maker you just keep throwing them out something will <laughs> stick at some point <laughs> so um putting the wheels on the outside of the nash that seemed to be the ticket to success. Like that was the thing that kind of sucked everybody in and made them go, Oh, this is way outside the box. And I couldn't tell if the Nash fenders were highly modified or even there at all or how how that worked. But how did that little piece hit you of putting the wheels outside the Nash? So originally these cars look like little clown cars. The wheels for the most part were entirely covered up. Um, I wanted to just take this, 
you know, kind of ugly duckling of a car and make it just something mean and aggressive and kind of cool. Um, I had had the idea. I'm going to take the credit. Dave might not be happy about it. He wanted to kind of do a lead sled version and, and, and Nashville. I'm going to, again, take the credit. I wanted to kind of get it out there because it was that rat rod feel to me. Um, we, so we both kind of drew up a rendering. We took him to a couple of a party, basically, and let our friends kind of decide which version we were going to go. But I just thought the stance, that stance, I just saw it in my head. I saw that vision of the stance. Um, I wasn't sure how to achieve it. And luckily, I've got Dave behind me to kind of help point us in that direction and kind of get us there. But I knew what stance I saw. I knew what stance I wanted. And that's kind of what we went after. How we achieved it was we basically cut the wheel wells out, the existing wheel wells out, opened them up to kind of frame out that tire basically because turning is going to be an issue in the front end Mm -hmm. we didn't want it sticking out so far that it was ugly and hideous so we wanted to keep it nice and tight and that fought us for a while to kind of get that radius around the tire and have no rubbing issues and stuff like that um how we achieved it was we took like a a 40s ford straight axle a tubular straight axle and we just cut it right in half and lengthened it about eight inches so that we can get those wheels outside of the wheel wells basically um and then we didn't just cut the wheel wells we actually finished them off so if you feel in there it's got a nice kind of like factory feel of an actual lip basically it's not just cut sheet metal so nothing special nothing fancy but we try to kind of think outside of the box and go maybe the extra mile and you know put somewhat of a decent finishing touch on the product basically a question for both of you guys have you had a chance to walk around or is there anything here that's influencing you for your next build or even the next hot wheels toy it could be something from the parts or the or the other vehicles that are out could here. Could be something from the bar. Could be something you from know? the bar. Yeah, I've made a lot a, of decisions. I think it's that peyote on, that you were talking yeah, about. I think, I I think the bar influenced the Nash Hall, so that's for sure. <laughs> no, you know, on, uh, for us, this is, SEMA in itself is just an inspiration. You walk around, and to be out here with these people, some of the names, um, you know, some of the big names in the industry, but not just that, some of the everyday average builders, that we're not the only ones. There's a lot of us out here. So to just walk around and see different things, there's always an idea that you can pick and pull from. Um, and we, we blend a lot of that into our builds. Uh, we don't want to by any means copy anybody, but they can definitely influence, uh, influence us and maybe point us in a direction that we could pull into one of our builds and kind of integrate something kind of, you know, cool and, uh, you know, maybe a little different twist to what they kind of originally had going. Ted, do you see anything out there you like? Yeah, you know, I, I haven't had a chance to walk through just because we've been, been busy. So the whole busy. Time, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll answer that Thank question you. for you. There's an E30 BMW that's behind <laughs> yeah. us. That's I love the E30 M3 BMWs, I, I and I never really see them breathed on like the, this one is. And uh, it's a pretty interesting piece. It's no, like yeah, it's dir- back there. Literally, I think, uh, directly behind yeah, us. Is a, Cool, cool piece. So yeah. we, we actually have, we're partnering with uh, Eibach. We have a uh, BMW 2002 that is. Oh, uh, I love those yeah, too. Yeah. The, the, Where's the that predecessor. at? It's over in the Eibach booth. So we're going to take a look at that this afternoon. Um, but that's, we, I haven't seen it in person yet, but it's, it's going to be amazing. I think, I think the, the moral. Oh, of, I did see it. Did you oh, you did? It? Yeah. Yeah. I did see it. The moral. Well, say you liked it, idiot. It, yeah. Other people are going to think you don't like it. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> I love, I, I, my, my platform is I like the platform. I like a cool, I like a, a Nash or a Renault or, or something, a 2002 BMW, something you don't see people build that often. The, the, the Camaros and the Mustangs are fine, but I want something that starts off in a more interesting place, and then you can even take it to a further place, right? Because I just don't think 
whatever you did to that Nash, you just couldn't have done that with a Mustang because you just couldn't get that. You already started in a very interesting place with that Nash, and then you just kept going. I think Dave, myself, and Hot Wheels are onto something. I think we made Nash cool. I honestly think that you know we got something <laughs> what, that maybe the they want to pick cool? up on. What happened? <laughs> um, well, before uh, before we uh, wrap things up, we've been talking so much about the Legends Tour, but there is another program that you guys do uh, with the monster trucks. Can you yes. quickly tell us about that? Yeah, yeah. So we're super excited this year. We have uh, a, a live show with uh, Hot Wheels monster trucks. We have a line of toys that are monster trucks, but we have a live show as well. We have real monster trucks in a arena uh, doing amazing stunts and tricks, and uh, it's it's really a, a great sight to see in person. But it's a series that you guys put together that's a little bit more inviting for a younger crowd. It's meant for, for kids that go there, so it's not... Uh, I mean, certainly one of the things with monster trucks is they're so incredibly loud, <laughs> right? So uh, this is sort of a version of, of a monster truck series that's a uh, Oh, even more family oriented than than what we've seen out there. Totally, it's it's designed, um, you know, for enthusiasts of all ages, but especially for the kids who who want to get close. It's an arena show, so it's more intimate. Uh, you can see the trucks up close before the show. We actually invite all the kids to go meet the drivers, check out the trucks in person, um, and and see things up close, and really kind of feed that love of cars and trucks um, that you know that we like to do yeah you can go to the uh, website hotwheels.com and see where the tour's going and see the pictures of uh, national trucking a i don't know we'll talk <laughs> after the pod I, I, I got some ideas again on brand not nope. stuff to do with the old girlfriend or the mom we'll it's talk it, after the show we'll talk after the show uh ted Wu, thank you very much for uh, Thanks, joining us today greg salzillo Am I saying that right? Salzillo. And uh, Dave Ford, who's uh, just staggering out of Olympic Gardens right now. So he's not <laughs> able to make it here. But uh, hey, celebrate the way you celebrate. I don't judge. <laughs> he's here. No, thank he's you, guys. And thank you, Hot Wheels. I just want to you know, give them a big shout out. They have, uh, they've made some dreams come true, not just for me, but probably my children and kids kind of all over the place. And for future builders, I just recommend go out there. Have fun. Be creative. That's what they're looking for. Think outside of the box and just, you know, be unique to yourself. Thank you guys for this opportunity, truthfully. Thank you, Greg, and thank you, Ted, and thank you, David. Until next time, it's Adam Corolla for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.